Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Hello? Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Yes. Yes, hi. This is Kevin Davis from New Release Come. Good. How are you today? I'm well, sir. How are you? Good. Good. Well, thank you for uh, giving me a call. Just to briefly introduce myself and what I do for the website. I uh, write, I'm the lead contributor and uh, write both reviews and a weekly behind the song article series, uh, which I've been doing for eight and a half years now and have featured 764 songs, uh, getting the story, um, personal connection, scriptural connection, you know, takeaway message, life application of songs in Christian music. And uh, excited to hear your album and in particular to talk with you today about um, deeper, uh, uh, keep calling deep, uh, and, and um, deeper than deep. I got it. Deeper than deep. Yes. Uh, and, and really what I love about it is there's, there's, I think a few different layers to that track and, and uh-huh, as that yeah. kind of sets, sets the tone for the album as well. But yeah, we'd love to Thanks. hear a little from you, the songwriting process and message of the song to you personally. Well, for me, I wanted to maintain the transparency of who I've always been. So the journey fans, when, you know, they first put on the CD, they're going to have something that sort of you know, hauls, hauls them back to, what's the word I'm looking for? Takes them back to, you know, the Jonathan came from Journey, you know. So right. um, the piano has always been my signature, you know. Um, and uh, I sort of, you know, made that a, a staple when I was in the band Journey. So I wanted to bring that along with me and and be that guy, you know. But instead of, you know, singing about, you know, street, the hope, the love, you know, the love gone wrong, the girl you didn't get, you know, you're right, singing, right. you know, just how amazing God's love is. Um, and this is really kind of a a love album to the Lord from me, you know, mm-hmm. it's like my, my sort of, uh, you know, nod to him for all the blessings that he's given me over the years. And what hit me about, uh, just how unfathomably we, we can't even fathom how great 
his love is and just how infinite, you know, uh, and powerful and mighty, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, they, they say you, you can't even, it's unfathomable, you know, the, the, the love that, that he has for, for not only us, but the universe itself. So, you know, when I think about the way everything is so perfectly in time and in tune and the planets and the universe and, you know, how, why don't these stars just come and collide and crash into each other? And it's all this beautiful timing, God's timing, you know, and mm-hmm. um, in, in our lives too. And so it's just like this kid that is wonder, you know, and I, I sort of really rekindled my love for the Lord, you know, the last few years. I've, I, uh, I started out as a very devout Christian, loved Christ when I was young and, you know, had sort of a, a little setback and, you know, the enemy's good at what he does and yeah. tries to rock your faith and, <laughs> you know, there comes a storm to steal your faith, you know, and, and, and you have to know that that's a setup to bring you back. And so, you know, it's been a long road back um, to my God. And, uh, you know, thanks to, it's funny because I, I, I met Paula and didn't really know, you know, what she did. I, I just thought she was a tremendous gal. And, you know, um, we stayed in touch for those years. And then, uh, I mean, we, we dated, and I still hadn't seen her preach. And, you know, I was just, it, God was setting me up for this whole thing. <laughs> you know, fall in love with a woman, and then I'll take over. <laughs> awesome. And it was kind of like that, you know. This is, I didn't think that I could love a woman again like that, and like I love her. You know, at my age, I'm on, this, I'm on my 60s, you know. And, and, uh, but God had a plan, you know. It was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be this amazing woman and, and then I'm going to reel you in. And uh, that was her message to me basically was that, you know, there's a weightiness in your spirit and you're not, you're not acknowledging it. You know, he, he loves you. And I was like, really? He does. You know, I was like, okay. And then when I met her, uh, the different prophets along the road, I went to meet her spiritual father and there was pretty profound things um, at work. You know, it was like, my, I had a question, am I going to be, you know, deep enough in the spirit to handle this? This is a big challenge to cover up, you know, a, a pastor and a woman of God. And, you know, I know, you know, so they convinced me I was cool. <laughs> so I asked them, I said, well, if you think I'm cool, would you baptize me again? Because mm. I, I wanted to renew and restore, you know, I, and I did it. So, so he did. And then there was a great repentance. That, that happened in my life. I I cut a lot of ties. I realized I had to do some work, you know, uh, in, in the spirit and prayer. And, you know, about three years after the baptism, there was a mighty uh, shakeup and sort of a breakthrough. And I realized that God was full time. You know, it's not just a, not just a part time God you think about on Sunday and then, you know, uh, it's a full time thing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what um, changed in my faith was like, you know, you you can you can study Jesus, but to follow Him is a different. That's that's living. You know, you're, and 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 so I was encouraged by the prophets that I met. You know, in Ghana and uh, Nigeria, as I travel with Paula and these different uh, preaching assignments that she takes. You know, she's a world preacher. She's not just a, a preacher in Florida here. You know, she preaches around the world. I I received their. Uh, you know, they're prophesying. And, and uh, 
So there was music in the kingdom, John, you know, and there's like awesome. she, she saying to me, you have, you have a mighty music in you. And I said, I do. Again, I answer, I do. Really? You know, okay, I received that. And so then uh, that's really what started it. Um, uh, Paula had a prayer book that um, uh, it's called Prayers and Confessions that I started on a couple of years ago. And I said, you know, did you ever make an audio book? So I started scoring these prayers. This will be out next year probably. <laughs> we have Cool. Yeah. It's called, it's called Prayer Glory. And hmm. so I scored two and a half hours of sort of cinematic music behind these prayers as Paula prayed. And there was a, a voice that said, you know, you finished this for me and I'll, I'll give you great messages for you to, you know, and I sort of shut down with my songwriting. I hadn't really written anything for a long time and I kind of got stale on the whole thing. And I just thought, well, I don't know anymore. You know, I'm playing journey songs. I wrote 35 years ago. <laughs> and yes. that's all I want to hear. You know, you kind of get a little bit jaded with the, the writing because I, I tried my uh, hand at, at country uh, songwriting in, in Nashville because I have a studio there, you know, Addiction Sound, and um, just every door shut. I mean, every one of them. <laughs> and, uh, mm. and it wasn't until, you know, I spoke to Paula about it. She she said, maybe those doors were shut for a reason, John. Maybe uh, God's opening up some new ones for you, you know, and I went, aha, maybe you're awesome. right. And uh, so what happened was there's a praise and worship uh, uh, gig that I took, you know, two and a half years ago with Paula went on a, a cruise ship with these ladies, you know, and she didn't have a budget for a guy to do it. So she said, can you learn eight songs, you know, uh, and, and help me lead praise in the morning before um, our service. And I said, sure. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I had a week to do it. And, you know, I just, you know, went to it and and, and picked uh, eight of my favorite songs of the day, and took them to uh, to the cruise. And I was singing for 200 women, and something happened that morning, you know, for me. And Paula recognized it, and she said, "You know, I've seen you in Journey, but this is different. This is there's promise here. I think you ought to you keep at it, you know." So I got encouragement, uh, and that really that's what really started. I felt like a little kid, you know. Um, it was different, you know, singing for the Lord. And, uh, and awesome. it hit me like, maybe I should be uh, thinking about, you know. And then people were saying, you should do an album. I, sh- I should, you know, again, really? So the songs started coming, you know, uh, one by one. And, and they continue to, uh, you know, to it's probably the most, you know, uh, creative I've felt, you know, in years, probably since the 80s. Uh, this album came very quickly for me. And, uh, you know... Of course, the song I wrote, the beginning was called What God Wants to Hear. That was the first track. And right. it was sort of, after studying some of the, the modern Christian music, I realized there wasn't any scripture or the word God or Lord or Jesus or anything. Any, you know, I couldn't yeah. figure out if they were saying the love song to a girl or to God. And, mm. and I get it. I get it. It's sort of a millennial, you know, let's be vague and get people to church. And I thought, well, is that what God wants to hear? Right, right. And it got me thinking. I thought, let me sing what God wants to hear, you know. So it was sort of like my testimony. He's seen how I stumble and fall, you know. And he's been there in spite of it all, you know. And it's just like (laughs) it was my way of saying, Lord, I surrender. I don't know. I open up, you know. And, And after that song was completed, it was just like just a download, um, 
uh, sort of a the flow, you know, that, that that took place. And then I wanted to write a song about the baptism. And so in your waters came and then another song came and another, it was like one a week, you know, just, and the lyrics will come first. Um, you know, uh, very unusual. It was almost like the way Elton writes with Bernie, you know, Bernie Thompson yes. would give him the lyric. And so I'd hammer the lyric out and go into the Bible and look and find, Paula was helped me with certain scripture. And, you know, I had Really, growing up a Catholic, we really didn't know the Bible that well. You know, it was, it was just cool. But uh, what happened for me was I found these rich images uh, that were new and fresh, you know. And, and, and I thought, wow, this is really great tapestry that I haven't, you know. So I was, it was all brand new to me, so much of it. And, uh, you know, having somebody that knows the Bible so well, it really, uh, you know, inspires you, you know. And, and then being around these powerful sermons, you know, uh, week after week and Bible studies, just all of a sudden I realized there was kind of a void, you know. Um, Paula said, you know, this this music is scripturally correct. It's sound, you know. And, and I said, is that a good thing? She goes, yeah. So I continue yes. to be obedient at writing in that way. And, you know, you might say, some people would say, well, that's old school, you know. And I'll I'll be old school because I am old school. Let's face it, you know I'm '70s '80s guy. Uh, yep. And and people have compared my music to Michael W. Smith, you know. And I say, well, I compare my music. He might compare his music to mine. I yeah, right. Heard sure. His songs. I was like, wait a minute. This sounds like a journey song. What's going on here? Uh, who came first? I don't know. We were probably doing it around the same time. But uh, you were a absolutely yeah. the '80s for yeah. sure. Yeah, being a keyboard player, and I'm sure he checked me out, you know. Uh, I'm sure he checked out Journey some, and uh, you can hear it. And that's, you know, that's always a compliment. Uh, so, but, I mean, I've had uh, uh, a desire to sort of, you know, try my hand at it. And I guess, you know, when you have a pastor who's your wife, she can say, all right, now take those songs in the church and see how they fly, you know. So each one of these songs, were performed in a praise and worship service. And um, uh, it was really a, an honor for me to be able to, you know, to bring new fresh music in the church and, and have people uh, worship to it, you know. Um, so it made, the, it made the process so much nicer, you know. And, uh, when I went to make the record, I was just very familiar with everything. And, and we, we made that album probably, I don't know, eight, nine days, something like that the whole thing you know we we got 14 tracks and it was easy the, the we had the the wind in our sails i'll tell you what it was uh i've been in a lot of recording projects but that one just soared from start to finish and uh and it felt good and i thought well i've you know i'm gonna i, I spent a, a week on my time off i was on the road this year right so i went in we had uh like a nine-day window so I said to Paul, I'm going to go and make this album. I, I don't know uh, who or who. I said, but God's telling me to go do this, you know. So that's what I did. I just, you know, took my time and uh, and went in the studio and, and you know, finished it up. So it, it was funny. I'm still in, on the road technically with Journey, and I'm in there, you know, singing singing a new praise album. So awesome. Uh, but that's how it went, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm still in journey. I'm not quitting journey. I'm um, not going to 
shove any of this music at them. You know, this is this is my walk with God. This is my intimate, thank you, uh, grateful, you know, sort of return. I mean, I figured, you know, he, he's he is so worthy, you know, of, yeah. of my. I've given so much of my uh, my time to projects that haven't panned out, you know, like the country thing. And I worked some with my daughter, and that was all uh, very, very, you know, tough to uh, to figure out. We, I think we finally got my daughter on the right track. She's a singer-songwriter, Madison, and um, she's she's now singing pop. And But it was, there was so much rejection that I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to get, you know, like Guy Penrod said to me, I was I did a gig with him at the TBI mm-hmm. Network, and uh I said, you know, at least the one good thing is those songs will never die because mm. they're written for the Lord, you know. And I thought, hey, yeah. great, great, great. He goes, they're going to minister to somebody somewhere, you know. And uh, that's what I hope for. You know, that's why I made this album and why I want to continue to make music, uh, you know, for the kingdom. It's just to continue, you know, and hopefully the music gets picked up in other places and, you know, who knows what happens, but I'm I'm going to continue uh, with my walk, you know, and I've understood that this is supposed to be my ministry, and uh, I'm not going to get in the pulpit and preach, you know, uh, but this is something I that that I know. I mean, music is what I know, and if I can reach people uh, with my album and you know, and my songs, then I've done my job, you know, for God, and I can I can die a happy man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, it's it's awesome that you got to share all of that with me because um, I I've had a personal connection with your your music um, because it's how I started being a music collector and now a writer and now a devotional writer. Um, so my parents' first album they ever bought me was Escape, oh, and wow. and it's I believe still the only album. I owned in every possible music format. Uh, I had it as a cassette tape, a record. Um, I, I had it as uh, obviously digital. Uh, and and it's interesting because I think I was hearing spiritual themes. And by the way, I was also Catholic growing up uh, yeah. in your in your music back then. You know, because because yeah. just jumping to to Frontiers, the song Faithfully, right? Yeah, like oh, yeah. that has that has been a song my wife and I have had as a, a marriage anthem in, in many ways. Um, since, since we met in the 80s, that's when we met, just so you know. Um, and then now to today, I'm, I'm 45, and we've now been married 20 years, but that is, that is still our, our love language, which God, God doesn't say no to. You know, God blesses that, as you know. Um, but then, then I became born again in the '90s because I heard Jars of Clay crossover right. <laughs> onto mainstream radio, right. and then I actually started hearing the gospel. So that's right. why we're talking today. So it's actually kind of yeah. cool to hear your yeah. journey <laughs> um, going from secular, well, Catholic, secular, and then meeting your wife well, uh, and getting. You know, I started out uh, as a boy. Uh, my first, uh, you know, actual brush with music was the Gregorian chants. Mm. Uh, it was the first uh, worship music ever written, actually, ever, you know, 
uh, and it was it was blessed by Pope Gregory, you know, back in mm-hmm. the 1800s. He collected those those chants all from all over the world, you know, and that was what I began singing as a boy. I we were in this. I was in an elite choir um, of boys that you know were highly. Uh, they had good. We had he had great ears. We had you know we had a perfect pitch, and there was only a few of us, probably eight of us. We did this, you know, you know, at the high mass um, in the in the sort of Orthodox Church. You know, it was sort of a Greek Orthodox um, branch of the Catholic Church. So everything was in Latin, and uh, that's really, you know, the beginning of of, you know, my walk with God. And then, of course, my father was such a, a spiritual man. He, uh, you know, would pray uh, at the services, almost ignoring some of the mass, uh, just get lost in a trance. And, you know, and I and I asked him to teach me to pray. And uh, at a very young age, um, you know, he, he showed me to call on my Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, he would, sh- he would shed these tears for Jesus. <laughs> And I and I was I was like God if I could ever get that I saw him go into that place you know, and he was telling me about this warm glow that came over him. He said, "You know, when Christ is with you, you can feel it." And I said, "Dad, show me, show me." So, you know, it was one of those. I wanted to be. My dad was my hero, you know, and so he uh, he really instilled prayer uh, into my early early life. I was before I even had my first communion. You know, I had received my Lord. You know, I was there already with him. And uh, communion was just icing on the cake for me. And uh, we had a we had a pretty bad fire that came on us uh, in '58, and it burned down our school. You know, and uh, I was going to be a priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told my father, I, I, I need to be a priest. I, you know, he wasn't sure about it. You know, he's, I don't know, Dan, oh John, but uh, he knew I had this music thing. I, I could anything that came on the radio and you know I sort of had this perfect pitch and any song I could learn probably in five minutes after hearing it and he knew that my ear was highly uh, you know gifted and that right. I had that gift you know he recognized it so when when the school burned down I, I got down on a church for lying to us and turned out the Catholic Church had been a you know not not the greatest steward of us kids you know and it changed right. the fire laws for for the whole world. You know, it was that heavy. So that that sort of, you know, put a little distance between me and God. And I was like, you know, just not that I blamed him, but where was he? You know, did he abandon? I had the big question: Did you abandon me? You know, mm-hmm. I'm a, I couldn't work this out. Did you? Were you there, Lord? You know, and years later, you know, he assured me he was there, crying along with the rest of us. You know. Um, he certainly uh, was uh, as devastated as all we were uh, sure. that day, a hundred children. And he just mm-hmm. has a, why, God, why, God, you know? Mm-hmm. So that all of a sudden I'm like, don't want, I want to be a priest. <laughs> I, I want sure. to just myself in the church. In fact, I want to get out of this uh, whole thing. So I did. Like, I went to public school and my father gave me music, you know, and said, here, John, let me give you some lessons. And I think this is, he prophesied that I was saved that day, um, mm. and then God had something great for me, and, and it was music. And he yeah. announced it, and he said, I'm taking you for lessons, and you can pick whatever you want, but you will have music. And that became my redemption. Um, I was able to let go of the 
you know, the resentment, the bitterness, all those seeds that I was starting to plant left me quickly as I floated away, you know, in, in music and harmony and, and, and the one. And so I chose the accordion because I was so little, I couldn't play anything else. My hands wouldn't fit, but they had this little accordion with the little keys, you know, so you kind of get around. So that's what I, I really gravitated to. And um, of course I took piano and, and went to the conservatory of Chicago and, you know, really studied, um, you know, the classical side of things. And, you know, I, along the way, I got kind of uh, a breakthrough in a Baptist church when I was 17 years old, my girlfriend. So some 10 years later, I realized I'd been numb to the Lord, you know, and there was an altar call and I just got swept up in it. And uh pastor laid hands on me and I just melted like, you know, a puddle on the floor. You know, mm. weeping. And, uh, and, and just received once again, you know, that feeling of, yeah, John, where have you been? <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it, it sort of got me back into thinking about God again, you know. And um, then, of course, you know, having my children, I had three yeah. beautiful kids, um, my second marriage, and uh, made sure they were in church and they had the Lord and they were baptized and had their confirmation and, you know, had the, the foundation of faith, you know, that my father had given me. So that was my responsibility. And yet, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent both feet in. I had one foot in, one foot out, you know, kind of mm. part-time Christian still. And uh, so I went, when I moved to Nashville, 2006, I trying to get the kids to go to church with me. Nobody wanted to go to church. I'm like, oh, gosh. We have all these churches. There's one in every block. Which one do I go to? You know? And, yep, yep. Uh, just one of those, you know, it's almost like an enigma. I said, well, you know what, I don't, I don't even know. So I never ended up going to any church. And then I met Paula, and now I'm in church quite a bit. <laughs> okay. You know, and we go, you know, and I'm kind of glad because you, you don't want to go to the wrong church. And certainly, you know, we go to some churches uh, that are fluffy, some are deep. Sometimes there's a move of God. Sometimes there's a move. There's nothing. You know, it's a social club, and you're like, "Wow, check this out!" It's a whole nother. So you see the different um, ways that people worship. It's pretty interesting, and uh, but it all comes down to what what you want to say to God, and that's that personal thing. And that's what I realized for me it was just going to be, you know, the songwriting and the music. And I'm hoping this uh, album. Get the get the foothold, and you know I'm able to yeah. do another. I'm trying to, you know, uh, I figured I'd start out uh, myself, and maybe branch yeah. off and do some more things with the praise team. And you know, the music certainly is bigger than just one guy. You know, yep. yep. So, you know, there's lots of possibility, and I'm, I'm working on a Christmas album now. Um, I love Christmas, and you know, I've been wanting to write. You know, uh, just a, an album for for Jesus. You know, a, a real Christmas album that really looks at the birth of Christ and in a modern way. You know, and uh, oh. so we'll see what I come up with. You know, so far so good. Uh, <laughs> I got about I'm about four songs into it, so we'll see. Cool. That'll be for next year. You know, and for I'm sure, second album. I've got another another five songs that um, I've started and. Uh, Gonna get back and try. So that's gonna be kind of my 
you know, down the road. So I'm already planning for more, you know. So I'm, <laughs> cool. I'm investing. I'm investing in the kingdom. Well, um, I, I have to close this out in a couple minutes because I have another interview to do, but I did want to okay. just circle back on, on deeper than deep. And yes, um, in particular, Psalm 42.7, which is David's cry out to the Lord, you know, says deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls at your breakers and your waves have rolled over. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. So that's kind of, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like there are different layers to the song and you've shared yeah. a lot of those. You know, yes, I think that that's an example. Um, I think you've already talked about the deepness and the richness of God's love and God's word. And I think I want to go there a little bit. Um, yeah. And I do think I, we need to set up another one of these about the title track. Because I, I think you, you really have hit something very important in your what God wants to hear. <laughs> um, because yeah. Isaiah 55, 11, the word of the Lord doesn't return void. And yeah. I feel like that's what God has put on your heart. And I will tell you, because I wasn't born again until my late 20s, I feel like God has put that kind of urgency and fire in my heart as well. And yeah. uh, it, it's great to speak to a fellow brother who seems to be in that same place. And yeah. so I'm in that place with you as I listen to this record. And I'm excited wow. in the next couple of weeks to get this posted. But is there anything else you'd want to say biblically or scripturally you'd like me to include about Deeper Than Deep? Um, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, to me, it's the, it's the infinite, unfathomable, mighty, mm. you know, of what God, you know, he is so vast and so infinite that, you know, omniscient, mm. omnipresent, you know, it's all that. And, and that to me, you know, I want, I wanted to praise the everything that we don't even know he is that we can't even comprehend. It's unfathomable, you know, mm. to us. And, and that, that is sublime thought. That is a, that's a sublime God thought. And mm. um, I just savor, you know, just hit me one morning. I woke up, I go, I just can't even get over, you know, um, as I walk in my faith, just the way that it just blows me away, you know, and, and, and to mm. be part of that, to be set apart to recognize such a thing as this, such a, a sublime God that we have. And so many of us walk around this planet and don't, aren't aware. It's an awareness. It's, you know, of, 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 of that supernatural grace that's all around us in that other realm. And if we just get our minds out of the way, you know, our minds get yeah. in the way and we forget, we forget. And, and, and I, you know, constantly and blown away with his, with the wonder. I mean, the storms and, I mean, from, from everything. I'm a, I'm a photographer, so I take pictures. And mm -hmm. I did a video in which I share some of the, uh, the photos that, that God showed me through my lens, you know. Mm. And, and it was the glory and the greatness and the wonder and the art and, and the beauty, all of the magnificent God that he is. And uh, that's all. I wanted to start out on a good foot with the Lord and just give him, you know, uh, you know, my, just my praise in, in that sort of rich fabric uh, that we, sometimes we just don't realize. He's just so much bigger than grace. Grace is great, but it's, it's bigger than grace. It's, yes. it's mightier than just grace. It's mightier uh, 
you know, then the word is enough, this word, but then look at it and look at it in an action around us. You know, we're just like, mm. to me, it's perfection. It's absolute perfection. And uh, so if I can start there, that's a good place. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your uh, testimony, uh, your own personal um, faith uh, story. And uh, I'm very excited to tie that in with some of my faith story and, yes. and the scripture. And I will send it back your way. And then, yeah, then let's set up a time to talk again. Let's about... circle around again and love to talk to you again about uh, – you know, if you have another song that hits you and you want to, yeah. you know, that's it. I've got, I've got some pretty, uh, there's layers to this album. And people have said that, that it's like sure. a lot of listens. You'll see uh, those songs that will speak to you uh, the way that they have, you know, came to me. Uh, awesome. And I, and I continue to just, you know, dig into uh, deeper places that I think that no one's gone. And that's, mm. I'm just going to be that kind of guy, just kind of, <laughs> take on awesome. things that no one said yet. Very cool. Well, I'll have to right. also keep an eye out on if you're uh, coming in my area uh, with Journey, and maybe we can set yeah. up a time to do one of these in person. I'd love to come yeah. come out to the um, show and yeah, have this. What, what, uh, what, what city are you in? I'm outside of Philadelphia, so oh, Philadelphia. I'll keep an eye All out. All right, I'll keep that in mind because uh, we're getting together uh, to do a little run next year. Okay. It won't be a mighty run, but, you know, if we're somewhere close, you never know. Yeah, yeah, that way, you know, we could just do one of these over coffee or something, and that would be great. Yeah, too, we, did, so. we did Philly uh, last summer. It was great. Awesome. Yeah, we, well, we, we Well, that's so good. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. It's awesome. Okay, thank you for your talk time. With a brother. And your All right. Thank you, brother. And talk again soon. All right, take care. All right. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Thank you. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. Hi, Jean. Hello. Hi, Jean. This is Kevin Davis from NewReleaseToday.com. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Good to talk to you. Yes, you too. Sorry for my slight delay. I did try to give Benita and Rick a heads up. Uh, you'll love who I was just speaking with. It was um, Jonathan Kane. He used to be the keyboardist of the band Journey. Uh, <laughs> and oh, wow. he, has, he has just written his own solo Christian album. And we were just talking about a track from the album. And he shared his entire testimony with me. It was an amazing blessing. And uh, yeah, and now he's, now he's singing wow. for the Lord. So you love how, I love wow. how the Lord, Lord uses people uh, for, for his purposes. And um, yes, I've been very blessed by your record as well. And congrats on release day. Uh, excited to partner with you to get the word out. And um, if Benita and Rick shared a little bit about my uh, ministry focus for the website, I do a weekly behind the song uh, devotional article series. Um, I've been doing that uh, for eight and a half years now. And um, when, what I have gathered in that time are um, the personal songwriting and uh, personal connection stories and scriptural connection and life application and takeaway messages of songs in Christian music. And uh, before even Benita suggested a song, I had asked if you'd be available to talk about Everything Can Change. And oh wow! <laughs> so that was 
that was definitely the Lord at work uh, because she awesome. kind of saying this would be a good one to talk about, and I'm like, well, that's the one I wanted to talk about. So, um, oh, I'm so glad. Good. Yes. Yeah, so I'd love to hear from your perspective a, a little bit of that story in in your words and uh, and how you'd like people to apply that in their lives. So yeah, tell me a little bit about the songwriting process of Everything Can Change. Well, Everything Can Change was one of those songs I really felt that God wrote or was truly inspired by God. I One day I got a letter in the mail from a worship leader friend in Pennsylvania, and it just had just a few words scribbled on a piece of paper, and it said, um, if I call upon your name, everything can change. And he mm. said, I think this is supposed to be part of the song, but I can't finish it. You know, let me know if you get any ideas. And so I was going through a difficult time in my life as well. I was a single mom with four kids, and my oldest son um, got addicted to drugs when he was only mm. 12. And so um, we just had a really traumatic few years trying to deal with drug addiction and financial hardships and loneliness and hopelessness and all kinds of struggle. And mm. here are these words that arrive in the mail saying, if I call upon your name, everything can change. And I thought, wow. I really need that. You know, I need that. I know that that's true, um, you know, because it comes right out of Scripture that, you know, Jesus said with God all things are possible. But I yeah. just needed that that personalized for me at that moment. And so um, that evening, I took the words, and I had my keyboard set up, and I just started messing around with it. And the song, the rest of the song just kind of spilled out, um, mm. you know, about who Jesus <clears throat> is, again, like in a tangible way. The way he showed us what his love looked like was by, you know, by applying it to the places in our lives where there was lack. He turned water into wine. He turned um, darkness to light, um, blindness to sight. And that became the chorus of the song. And then at the end of the song, it says, come change this heart of mine, which is mm-hmm. probably the biggest miracle of all if God changes our hearts and, mm. and heal my heart. And so it was such a simple song. Um, but I just could not stop singing it. It became my own personal prayer for my own life that the Lord would turn my darkness into light. And mm. um, the end of the story, or the next chapter in the story, is that after a long season of prayer um, and fasting um, and other people joining with me in, in prayer, my son was miraculously delivered of his addiction. Mm. He went to bed high on cocaine on February 11th, 2005, he was 16 years old. And he woke me up on February 12th and he was absolutely sober. And he said, mom, something happened in the middle of the night. He said, I saw uh, Jesus. And and I thought, my first thought was, well, how much cocaine did you actually take? You know, oh, wow, right. he saw God. And he said, no, I, he said, I had an encounter with God and I woke up, the addiction's broken. I threw my cigarettes away. Um, I, 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 my life has changed. And that very week he went out to our local church and asked for Bibles and started, um, hmm. you know, going out and evangelizing, looking for drug addicts to tell them what the power of God had done in his life. And so it was that miracle that really, uh, it changed not only his life, but our whole family's life because we saw God's love at work in such a tangible way in our home. And, hmm. you know, anybody that saw my son, could not ascribe it to anything else but God. There was no earthly explanation for it. You know, he didn't have counseling or rehab. He just he was just instantly delivered. And 
Um, so it was that miracle that, um, that I would say the song was a part of the miracle and became a, a verbalization that was putting to melody that prayer in my heart that um, God could do the impossible. And then, you know, over the years, I have sung that song hundreds and hundreds of times in prisons and homeless shelters and mm. churches and, you know, everywhere I go. And, um, and I just always invite people to, to close their eyes and imagine what it would look like for, um, for God's love to come into their life right where they need it, you know, the way it did in mine. And so, so the, the fruit of the song has just has, it's borne so much great fruit over the years not only in my life, but um, the lives of those who have heard it. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing it with our audience. Um, uh, we are also um, all about praying for uh, miracles and celebrating them uh, and giving glory to God. And um, and one of the beauties of Christian music, as you've probably seen in all these years and being part of it, is it's a way of kind of helping put into the mouths of believers words to pray yeah. and, and say and remember uh, about God's goodness. And, you know, that everything can change, as you said. It's not just something to say or hope. It's actually a promise um, from yeah. God. It's a promise from the Lord that we can offer to him. And if you pray it with a sincere heart and you believe in, in Jesus' power of transformation, then God will transform you. Maybe not in the way you think. <laughs> I right. think that's probably part that's of what right. you've also probably what you've already also yes. learned. <laughs> um, uh, but certainly in the way we need. I think that's the best part. We we Absolutely. serve a loving a loving God who knows what we need before we ask. But He wants us to ask. And and that's I right. think you you're sharing the power of the asking. And uh, yeah, um, along those lines, um, I know the all things are possible verse. Um, are there any other Bible verses that speak to you relative to this song? Um, related to the song or just in, in life? In, in life, like do you have a life verse or, you know, anything you, say, you've clung to personally? Yeah, my my life verse would be Galatians 2.20, which is I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer mm. live, but Christ lives in me. And mm. um, that one is another verse that I see fleshed out in my ministry um, over the years, because I do, you know, I am a musician and I perform and I'm singing and playing the violin and speaking to people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I'm traveling, what I'm seeing God do, whether it's in the concert or whether I'm just on a train or a bus or a plane or something, I'm, I'm very aware, I'm becoming increasingly aware of the fact that, that God, um, by his Holy Spirit, has inhabited my body through faith in Christ. And and that's such a powerful concept that I don't think we really grasp, you know, that we are as Christians walking around, um, you know, as the embodiment of Christ. We are mm. um, vessels. We are vessels that get to carry his power and his glory. And that's, that's real. And so I see things happen around me all the time um, that can only be ascribed to the presence of God that's dwelling in me um, in the concert. I've seen people spontaneously come to faith. I've seen the miraculous. I've seen people receive miracles in the, you know, I wouldn't even have been speaking just in the middle of the music or, or like I said, traveling very often. Um, I'll see things happen or people be drawn to me or the beginning of a conversation and a prayer. I pray with a lot of people as I'm out and about 
And um, so that, that's the verse that uh, really calls me home every day and reminds me that my life is about letting him live his life through me to, 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 to show the world what he looks like. Awesome. Um, well, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I came across um, a little bit of your background and I was realizing you were born in Pennsylvania. That's actually where I'm talking to you from. So I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I'm in um, uh, Perkasy, Pennsylvania, which is actually about an hour north of Philadelphia in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Um, oh, my word. Wow. So, you know, the Lord has these divine appointments, as you know, uh, and, and points. I was, I was just there. Were you really? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was in, um, I was, I was doing some ministry at a Life Challenge um, drug recovery center in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Yep. Do you, yeah, so, <laughs> yep. Yes, and indeed. I'm, uh, <laughs> and I was born in Reading, Pennsylvania, so I'm not too far from Bucks County. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's, that's awesome. And yeah, um, you've already kind of hit the format of my article, which is kind of the story, the scripture, the life application. So maybe taking it a step further to, to wonder to, to this new album, you know, what would you like people in the context of everything you've talked about to take away from this new album? Mm. Well, to me, the album, it's an expression of my own faith, some of it's instrumental mm. music because I'm a violin player as well as a singer. But sure. whether I'm singing or playing the violin, um, the, the, the goal of the album was to draw people into the presence of God through music. Mm-hmm. And so I use the music of many different um, um, songwriters. They're not just written by me. And I, I had a hand in the arranging, but um, that I'm hoping that you know people will listen and something in the music and the words will reveal something about God or draw them closer to the Lord. And my, I think the music on the album is, is really different because I'm kind of a different artist. I have a classical background and I mm-hmm. play and sing in Ireland a lot. So it has a little Celtic feel and it's, it's kind of world music. So musically it's very uniquely me. And I guess mm-hmm. what I would want to say to the, the, those who would be listening to it is that, that I, um, I think I've succeeded uh, more in music since I I just stopped trying to be like everyone else and just allowed God to to display His glory through me in in the way He made me to do it, which is different from everyone else. And so uh, I think when we find that you know that purpose, what is it that God made me for uniquely um, that's different perhaps than anyone else on the planet, and just embracing that purpose, that's when the really special things can happen. Mm, that's a great message. Thank you for, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. And I do think that's um, an important message of identity um, that you're passing yes. on. Uh, and I, I feel like you're also throwing um, some of your own life experience into that, that, that probably the record can provide for you that outlet um, that you'd like other people to connect with as also an outlet for them. Uh, to connect to the Lord in their own way, I imagine. Absolutely. And what I'm finding, again, is that uh, when I am just free to let, let the Lord do what he wants to do through me um, mm-hmm. and letting, uh, that without trying so hard, I've, I've spent a lot of years just really, really trying to make it work. I had a vision in my heart, but 
somehow mm. I was trying to accomplish it, accomplish it on my own strength, working really mm. hard and not, not doing very well at it, especially in Nashville, um, mm. writing music and performing. Um, you know, I think, again, when we try to be like someone else, um, mm. the best we can do is, 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 a, is a poor imitation. And so I don't think we're supposed to imitate. I think we're supposed to uh, discover what it is God made us to do and, um, and embrace that and, and let him do the work. Don't try so hard. You know, our, our job is that, you know, John 15 is just, um, uh, you know, he's the vine, we're the branches, and let mm. him bear the fruit. <laughs> so mm. it's a lot easier when we let him do it. <laughs> no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing today. I'm excited to share yes. this, this um, blessing uh, um, and also reminder uh, that of, of the promise of God. And um, in closing, is there anything you could use prayer for uh, that we could close out in prayer? Well, I think you mean for me personally or the listeners or? Yeah, for you personally. Oh, I would say just during this exciting time that I would have um, strength and energy and and focus and uh, not not be worried or afraid. I would just, um, because things are very busy for me right now, so. Sure. That would be good. Absolutely. Oh, well, we can close in prayer now. Yes. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for this time uh, spent with Jean, and uh, just pray for exactly um, her prayer uh, that she continue to um, really um, allow you to be the Lord of her life uh, and allow um, worry and distraction and and busyness, uh, which a lot of people struggle with, Lord, um, to not get in the way uh, of her relationship with you, uh, her relationship with her family, and um, for um, this exciting time for her, Lord, to be one she can take some time uh, and enjoy uh, as a gift and a blessing from you, uh, and in, in return offer back to you her, her praises, and that you um, can hear those uh, sweet aromas of praise as you describe in your word, and, um, and, and be blessed by them as well, Lord. Uh, we know all of this is done uh, in the name of your son, Jesus, and we lift up this time and this album and Jean's prayer uh, in your name. And we pray this now. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. It was great to meet you this way. And uh, it sounds like I might get to see you in person sometime. You you ever come back my way. And uh, I will get this up. I I was realizing when Benita asked me uh, on November 8th, which I guess is actually election day. So isn't that interesting? Everything can change on election day. Yeah. Yeah. Good prayer. Good prayer. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so so yeah, so I will, and actually the way it works with us is I actually get it posted. uh, Well, first I get it written um, kind of a weekend before that. And I send the draft over um, so that if you have any other thoughts or whatever, you can take a look at it. And then we generally get it posted on kind of Monday afternoon. uh, And then I kind of send it out, send it out live. And then Tuesday morning, it kind of hits our homepage. So that's kind of, that's, that's basically the format. And, uh, and then, as you know, in the internet or on the internet, it's been there forever, uh, which is awesome because um, in doing this for eight and a half years and having so many of these songs I've written about, um, it truly is evergreen content because people can continue to Google you know, what's the story of everything can oh. change by Gene Watson and they'll come across this, this discussion. So, um, wow. I love that. Awesome. I love that. And, uh, and I do always pray for the Lord and the Holy spirit to guide me and how to best 
uh, represent him and his word and his goodness uh, in this process. And uh, we'll continue wow. to do that with, with this discussion. And thank you for that opportunity. Wow, that's tremendous. I love your heart. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's awesome. Uh, you're welcome. Well, thank you, Jean, for um, okay. your, your great new record and for our partnership. And until we talk again, uh, all the best and God bless. Thank you. Okay, take care. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.